Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. Well, good morning, everybody. I, I see there's some young people here too, which is really good. A lot of my audiences are quite, are quite elderly. Nothing wrong with being elderly, but it's nice to have some, <laughs> nice to have some uh, youngish people too. So look, I've, um, time is precious. I've got a lot to say, so I'm not going to worry about small talk. I'm going to get straight into it, okay? So I've been a Christian for, uh, for about 34 years. Um, but quite recently, like in the last few years, I've made a discovery which has really changed my life. It's really changed how I do Christianity, if you like. And that is the, the power of blessing, the power we have in our mouth. And um, it's changed my life. It's, it's opened up a whole new way of being, a whole new way of living. And I bless people most days, uh, believers and unbelievers in cafes or restaurants or waiting rooms, hotels, wherever I am, um, the barristers in a coffee caravan or whatever. And um, I've blessed orphans in Kenya. I've blessed ear hostesses on long-distance flights, uh, orchards, chooks, cows, <laughs> dentists, hairdressers, wallets and businesses. I've even best blessed barren wombs and children have come forth. Come in, due, in due course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I've had grown men and women uh, weeping on my chest as, uh, as I've proclaimed the Father's blessing over them. And that's how I would like to finish today, actually, is to proclaim a blessing over you. And I know that it's changed not just my life, but it's changed the lives of tens of thousands of others as well. And I get a steady stream of book orders and testimonies from people who not only bless, sorry, not only have been blessed, but who have become blessors. And uh, like, for example, I had a teacher the other day send me an email saying that the school was in a low decile area. There were a lot of boys there who didn't have fathers, or if they did, the, the fathers were emotionally absent, you know what I mean? And, um, and they caused havoc in the classroom. So he decided to go early, having read my little book, and he decided he'll sneak in there early and he'll bless the classroom. And he just wrote and said he was amazed at how rapidly the whole thing turned around. So we have real power. We have real authority and power uh, in our words if we're Christians. And in fact, I've come to, to feel that blessing is a power ministry that sits alongside healing and deliverance. And what I have found for me and for many, many other people, that when you bless people, when you, when you open up your heart in love... To, to bless people, the anointing comes. That is to say, the presence and power of Jesus comes. And the Holy Spirit comes. And, and, and it's like a flow of love going out through you to the other person. And it's the simplest way I know of experiencing the anointing. And once you become accustomed to the anointing, then healing, and it, it's just, it just becomes natural. And you become naturally supernatural. And um, it's also a great evangelistic thing because I have found that people are much more open to may I bless you than can I pray for you. And in fact, that was how I led my brother to the Lord, not by, because he was quite resistant to prayer, 
But when I asked him if I could bless him, he said yes. I could tell you a whole story about that, but I had to focus on what's really important here. And um, now the way that I came into this, I think, is important. Um, and, and it happened when I was in New Caledonia. Uh, I married a New Caledonian, and uh, it's a French territory. And so, I, but what I found is that in the islands, there's quite a lot of witchcraft, and um, even, in, even among Christians. In fact, a leader of a charismatic, so-called charismatic prayer group that I was involved with was actually a witch, or a medium, if you like. So anyway, I thought, I'm going to give a teaching on curses. Not because I'm clever I'm about curses, but I pinched some of Derek Prince's stuff and I put together a teaching on, uh, on curses. And I, and I discovered that the French word for cursing is a, a malediction, and the French word for blessing is benediction, and if I give it an English pronunciation, it would be maldiction and benediction. Now, there are a couple of really cool things about that, because first of all, benediction, um, benny is good, addiction is speaking. So the root of that word is good speaking. And then you put, put aside that malediction, which is bad speaking, so cursing was bad speaking, and blessing was good speaking. Now, I'd never seen that kind of... Of, um, of, some, of uh, the same kind of level. I'd always think, seen cursing as being high impact and dangerous. In fact, in some cultures, a curse with a witch doctor behind it will kill you if you don't have a defence, like a, by being a Christian. And, uh, and by comparison, I'd seen blessing as being this fluffy, low-voltage word down here because when, some, when you sneeze, someone says, bless you, you know, and... Um, and I'd, a benediction was something that the pastor did at the end of the service, but it didn't really mean very much. I'm sorry, but that's what I thought anyway. And, um, and I'd, never seen, I'd never heard a teaching on blessing. And not only that, but I'd never seen anyone uh, reach out to bless somebody with impact, with, the, with intention and impact, sort of one-on-one. -on -one. So when I saw this, I thought, hang on a minute, if cursing is up there or bad speaking is up there, then blessing should be elevated to being way up here. And with God behind it, it should be up here. Yeah. So that was the light that went on. And I simply pursued it from there. And you know, the Bible tells us that we speak either words of life or words of death. And this is true whether you're a Christian or not. I mean, I can be a non-Christian and I can say, uh, son, that's a clever little hut you built in the backyard. You could be a great architect one day. I've just spoken words of life. Or I can say you're a useless fellow. So I'm not pointing at anyone. You're a useless fellow. And you will never amount to anything in life. I've just spoken words of death over him. In fact, did you know that we call forth what we say? Um, but you see, Christians, we can go beyond simply, simply good speaking we can speak God's intentions and favour over people. And that's something that a non-Christian can't do. And we have got this tremendous um, authority and power in our mouth that we're a Christian. If we're trying to live a holy life, then we... Then really, it's like Jesus speaking. You know, just put your hands up for a moment. Just, uh, these, these are actually Jesus' hands. You know, Jesus is living inside us by the Spire's Spirit... These, so these are his physical hands. These are his physical feet. And by the way, Jesus was here earlier on today. He was actually standing right here. It's quite also a bit scary, actually, but he was here. 
I really sense him being here. But you know, this is also his mouth. You know, and, 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 when, and when we speak God's intentions in favor over people, it's like Jesus is speaking it. And when, and when, and when we speak it, when we speak his intentions in favor over people, the kingdom of heaven comes in behind to perform it. It may not happen instantly, but it will happen. So, and Jesus actually said that we should speak to mountains and expect them to move. He's not talking about physical mountains, of course. At least not, I hope, I don't think so. <laughs> but you know, what, you know what most of us are doing? We're telling God all about the mountain. We're rehearsing the mountain. Or we're waiting on God to move the mountain. We're actually asking God to move the mountain. And God said, well, why actually are you asking me to move it? Because I told you to move it. But you know, this is what most of us are doing. And this is a huge revelation. Well, it is a huge revelation for me anyway, that we've been given the authority to speak to situations and command them to change. This is huge. You know, we've really got to wake up to the authority and to the authority and the power that we carry. And that really is at the heart of this message um, in many ways. So, so blessing then is speaking God's intentions or favour over someone or some situation. We do it in love because there's no power from God that's separated from love. You know, faith works through love, faith is energised by love. And it comes out of our spirit-filled spirit in faith. Now, we've got to be intentional about this. I don't do fluffy blessings. I don't do, I don't do loose blessings. I'll put it that way. I, I, when I bless somebody, I am really releasing God's love and power over that, in that person. And I liken it to a bow and arrow, you see. So here's my bow and arrow. And Lydia, I, I recognise you from the video. If I was going to, if I was going to, if I was going to bless Lydia, you, Lydia, you see, I would be, I would. This, this is the, the shaft of the arrow is actually the blessing, and, I, and I'm aiming it at you. Like I'm very intentional about it. And look, I just release it. See, I'm just releasing the blessing. I'm not, I'm not doing this with the blessing, because you see, it's God who's doing the blessing, but I'm releasing the blessing. Okay, so. I, when I speak a blessing over somebody, I am releasing God's heart, God's love, God's power over that person. Now, you see, it's interesting this, because coming back to the cursing again, the witch doctor is speaking Satan's intentions over people, which are to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But a Christian, we are speaking God's intentions and favor over people. Okay, that's the difference. And of course, uh, we, know who's, we know who's got the greater power. So the thing is this, and, and I think the, 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 the gentleman who came up here who was being honoured, I can't remember his name now, Jeff. Jeff. But he was talking about we are charged with, with releasing the kingdom of God yes. or bringing, bringing heaven to earth. And that God does that through his people. We, we, we bring it, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And how's that going to happen? It's most of the time it comes through us. And, and um, in fact, I thought, I felt the Spirit say to me one day, some months ago, we release the kingdom of God with our words. Amen. The laying on of hands as well, of course. But, and the thing is this, 
He's waiting for us to do it. Yeah. You know, I had a, um, a pastor in the US read my book online, put it into practice, and he sent me an email and he said, I can't get over how rapidly blessing works. He said, it's as though God is waiting to lunge out in love. I love that phrase, that, that God, that the Jesus within is waiting. It's, like, it's almost like a pressure, and I have to release the valve. You know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a love power. There's a love pressure, and he's waiting for us to lunge out. Or he wants to lunge out in love through us, and if we don't do it, then it's frustrating for him, I would imagine. You know, so, you know, I, I see myself as simply as being a love machine. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious about this. You know, my job is to release God's love and power wherever I go. Through my mouth and through the, and through the laying on of hands, I expect to release God's healing power. I, I, I expect to get people delivered. I'm, and I expect to, people to get blessed. And by the way, there are, some, there are some people here God wants to do something with this. About, I think there's two, three, four men here who've got a, an arrhythmia of the heart. And if you, come up, if you come up later on, I believe they're going to get healed. There's also a woman here who's got migraine, migraines. Um, she needs to get healed as well. And there was another one. That's right. There's, I think there's a couple of people here who have suffered from depression. Really, really depressed. Well, let's get rid of that. You know, we're, we're here to release God's love and power and encouragement, and joy, and peace, and patience, and kindness, and goodness, and all the fruit. Here we are. So we're not here for a haircut, okay? We're here to do business. So, anyway, this is one of the greatest revelations of my life, that God is not distant, he's not reluctant, he's actually waiting for us to release his love and his power. Isn't that just so cool? Isn't that exciting? It's so empowering, you see. Now, you might say to me, well, how do I know what God's intentions are? Well, his general intentions are made clear in his word. You know, if, if you're depressed, he wants you to dance, doesn't he? You turn your mourning into dancing. He wants you to know his joy. And if you're anxious and worried, he wants you to know his peace. And if you're sick, he wants you well. So, I mean, his general intentions are quite clear. And therefore, you can release any of those things. You can release joy. You can release peace. You can release healing in the name of Jesus. Not in the name of Richard, but in the name of Jesus. Okay? And, um, and very often as we start in the general, we start, to, we start to enter a flow. We're activating the Holy Spirit and there can be a flow and we might start to, to prophesy. That is to say God will give us something extra, more specific, to encourage or to comfort, or to exhort the person that we're blessing. That takes practice, but it will come. Now, I've teased out, just doesn't time fly when you're having fun, eh? I've teased out four important principles. And um, the first one is to make a clean mouth a lifestyle. You know, God wanted to use Isaiah to speak to the people of Israel. But when Isaiah came into the presence of God, what did he say? He said, woe is me, for I'm a man of unclean lips, and I live in the midst of a people with unclean lips. And the seraphim comes and touches his mouth with a hot coal, and he's now qualified to speak on behalf of God. 
God also said to Jeremiah, if you will utter what is precious and not what is worthless, you shall be as my mouth. Jesus said, you will be accountable for every worthless word that you say. James says, blessing and cursing shouldn't come out of the same mouth. And so it goes on. There's lots of this stuff. So, and when you think about it, it's pretty clear why. If God puts power in our mouth and you say, look at that silly fellow there on the motorbike, he's going to crash and break his neck, he would crash and break his neck. So we have to have, if you want power in your mouth, does anyone here want power to, to, to speak to cancers and have them shrivel up and die? Just put your hand up so God can see it. You know? But if you really want that, then, then watch what comes out of your mouth. Discipline your mouth. And I tell you what, it's much harder to do than you, than you realise. You know, I've come back from the gym and I, used to, and I said, my legs are killing me. Well, you know, I've just authorised the spirit of death to start working. I repent immediately. In fact, I used to love saying things like, you know, may your chickens turn into ostriches and kick your fowl house down. Well, you see, I can't, you see, I, I can't say that anymore. I can't say that anymore because there'd be a real problem with ostriches, you know. So, so anyway, so they have a clean mouth of lifestyle. Ask the Holy Spirit first. So if I'm going to bless you, Lydia, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I just feel that even now that, you know, there's, a, there's an anointing coming over you in the area. Well, anyway, I'll leave it to later on. But, <laughs> um, but ask the Holy Spirit first, just secretly. Thirdly, don't judge the person that's your blessing because that's not God's style. Because... God knows our sins, but he always calls forth the gold. Satan, on the other hand, he knows the gold that's in us, but he always calls us by our sins, you see. So this is God's style, and so we don't want to wallow around in someone else's dirt. We want to call forth the gold that's in them. And we'll have a little go at that in a minute. So here's the fourth thing. This is, the, this is probably the most important thing that I've discovered if you really want to walk in the power of blessing. Because most of you, if I ask you to bless somebody, you're going to say, God bless so-and-so. And I'm not saying that that is a wrong thing to do, but I'm saying there's a lot more power when you actually do it in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to back this up now. But I first, I first came into this when, when I was at my, at my workplace. And I used to go in very early to Colmar Brunton. It was quite a big company. There were a hundred odd full-time people there. There was quite a lot of area to walk around. And I would say, God bless Colmar Brunton, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it always felt lacking in power. It always felt flat. And then one day I, I changed it. And I don't even remember why I changed it. And actually I was a bit scared to do what I was going to do. I thought a lightning bolt might come and strike me down, you know, but I decided, and I just said, Comrade Brunton, I bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And as soon as I did that, the anointing just fell on me. It was quite amazing. I still remember it, like, like warm honey being tipped over me. In fact, it's happened every time I did it. I've done it hundreds of times, but every time I did it, I felt this anointing. And it's like God was saying to me, yes, son, you've got it. Yeah, I want you to walk in the authority Amen that Jesus won on the cross for you, you know? 
And, and just remember, it's not, I'm not doing it in my name. I'm, I'm releasing the blessing in the name of Jesus. So that was, that was my experience. But then I start to look in the Bible and say, well, uh, is there any, any, any evidence for this you know, in the Bible? And, um, of course, Jesus says, bless those who curse you. He doesn't say, ask my Father to bless those who curse you. He's saying, you do it. And Jesus wants us to, I can tell you now, in the healing ministry, it's far more effective to speak to a disease, to speak to a condition and tell it to go, than it is to ask God to do it. Because God said, I want you to heal the sick in my name. And we don't ask God to kick demons out of people. We take authority over the evil spirit. We bind it and we, and we command it to go in the name of Jesus. And blessing is exactly the same. I bless you. Now, why don't we just do this? Will you just follow me in this here? I bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. May all of God's plans for your life come to pass. I release God's love and power in all the situations of your life. I bless you to know the love of God. In personal experience, at a greater level than ever before. But doesn't it just feel different? It does, because when you do that, you're activating the Holy Spirit. And, and, and I really believe that God the Father nudges Jesus in his spiritual ribs and says, look at this. Look at this. These, these guys are walking in the authority, Jesus, that you won for them. This is so cool. You know, Jesus gave us the keys. Jesus hasn't got the keys anymore. He's given them to us, hasn't he? So there you are. And um, so, ladies and gentlemen, men and women of God, I'm saying that we're friends and allies of our intimate God. And he's given us power and authority to change the course of events ourselves. And too often we ask God to move a mountain when he wants us to speak to it. Not about it, but to speak to it. So let's just um, do a quick example of a good and bad blessing. Just to really highlight or summarize kind of all the things we've just talked about. So there's this lady who's married to Fred, but Fred is a drunk. And so the bad blessing would go something like this. God bless Fred, make him give up drinking and make him listen to me. Okay? <laughs> and, and it's bad because she's delegated this thing to God. You know, God bless Fred. There's no skin in the game. She hasn't been very specific about it. Secondly, it's whiny and judgmental. God hates complaining. Complaining repels the kingdom of God. Thankfulness attracts the kingdom of God. It's focused on Fred's dirt, not his gold. So it would be far better if she was to say something like this, Fred, my husband, I bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. May all of God's plans and purposes for your life come to pass. May you become the man of God, the husband, the father that God always purposed for you to be. In the name of Jesus, I break the power of addiction in your life. Oh, this is so cool. I just, I'm just feeling it, you know. I release. You see, I love these strong verbs. I release. I release God's love and power in your life. I release the peace of Christ in your life. We're people with authority. We don't want Mickey Mouse Christians. You know, do we? We want, yeah, there was a word that came to mind, but it wasn't a good word. 
I have to watch with, I'm a work in progress, you see. <laughs> anyway, so, um, when, I, when I, I, I fairly soon discovered, though, that there's many different situations, um, and I had to learn how to do this. So Jesus said, bless those who curse you. Well, that is a lot harder than it sounds. And, um, and I remember this lady coming up for prayer. Her husband had left her, and she was struggling emotionally and financially, and she comes up for prayer. Anyway, in the course of the prayer, I said to her, could you forgive your husband? And to her credit, she did. Not easy, but she did. And then I said, could you bless him? Now, I didn't mean bless him with a new car and a new wife and a new boat. I didn't mean that kind of blessing. I mean, could you, could you bless him with the, just the way I've just been doing it just then, you know? May you become the man of God, the, the husband, the father, etc. And, um, and she did it. She did it. Difficult to begin with getting the words out, but then, then flow came. And you know what? The Holy Spirit just fell on her. And she just cried and cried and cried. And, and I was in the way. So we're both of us crying and crying. And, and, um, but, you know, there's something so Christ-like. There's something so majestic about blessing the undeserving. In fact, isn't it all of us? Yeah. When you stop and think about it. And, um, and now that's quite a serious situation. There's less serious situations like the Auckland traffic. And... Um, <laughs> And uh, the old Richard would get quite provoked. You know, I'm doing 80Ks, I'm doing it correctly, and some, I almost used the word turkey, but I didn't, I took it back. I said, somebody, somebody goes past me going very, very fast, you see. And the old Richard would have called one of God's creation um, an idiot or something like that. Um, and I might even have wanted to make an inappropriate gesture. But, but, the, new, but the new Richard has got the answer for this, you see. So the, so the new recycled Richard, <laughs> he says, I bless, I bless the driver of that car in the name of Jesus. May the love of God pursue him. <laughs> and overtake him. <laughs> and arrest him. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. You know, this is so cool because it's, it's very cool for at least three reasons. And um, the first one is that because I'm doing this in faith, and I do do it in faith and with love, then the love of God is actually pursuing him. In fact, I could be the only person in the world praying for that guy. The second thing, and this is really, really important, it cuts off that toxic squirt of bitterness and resentment, which rots your bones. You know, bitterness, you know, unforgiveness is a shocking thing. It has a terrible effect on your body. In every way, it has a toxic effect. And thirdly, and this is what most people don't know, is that I think it's 1 Peter 3, verses 8 and 9 from memory. It says, don't return cursing for cursing or reviling for reviling, but instead bless, because this is what you are called to do, and you will inherit a blessing. So you see, every time I do this, I inherit a blessing. I actually believe I get a deposit of life every time I bless somebody. And the more undeserving, I reckon I get a bigger deposit of life. <laughs> I think it's proportional <laughs> that I can't back it up. Um, and the other thing is that um, I've found is that we, 
we curse ourselves. And um, I'm ugly, I'm dumb, I'm clumsy, no one likes me, God couldn't use someone like me, I'm too much of a sinner, or something like that. And, um, and I remember this lady coming up for prayer one day, and she, um, in the course of prayer, she said, I'm dumb. And I said, who told you that? Where did you hear that? And she said, my parents told me that I was dumb. And so she probably was dumb. Because she, <laughs> and, and so her parents were calling her dumb, and she was calling herself dumb. So I said to her, follow me. In the name of Jesus, I break the power. Well, actually, I probably before there's forgiveness. I forgive my parents. And I forgive myself for these lies that have been spoken over me. And in the name of Jesus, I break their power. Yeah. I break the power of every word curse spoken over me in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And almost immediately, it's like a load came off her and she started to shine. And about a week later, she comes back and she's a different person. And, you know, we do this kind of thing. And um, I could go on and on about this. But, you know, if, I, if we had a lot more time, I would get you to write down the, the dumb things that you say over yourself. You know, the thing about this is that we're seated with Christ in spiritual authority. Amen. Satan is now down there. See, Jesus has shrunk the devil. You remember that movie about, oh, sorry, honey, I shrunk the kids? Well, Jesus, well, Jesus has shrunk the devil, you know? So in, in terms of hierarchy, we have got way more authority than him. The only authority that he has is the authority that we give him by agreeing with his lies. Now, that's important. But you write down the things that you're saying over yourself. Oh, I can't get up and speak to people. That's too scary. Or whatever it is. And... Um, and then, and then the best remedy for that is truth. Speak God's word. Amen. Oh, look, I could go on and on. Bless yourself. I bless my mouth because I want to... Actually, I want to speak to cancers and have them shrivel up. Yeah. I really want my mouth to be as God's mouth. I bless my mind to be a holy place because, you know, from time to time to time, I struggle with my thought life. I struggle with my imagination. I think most of us do. I want... I don't want to waste my, the power of my imagination on useless things. I bless my body. You know, I had a wonderful testimony on Friday. I spoke on Friday in Christchurch. And this, I can't resist this. But this, this lady, she had all kinds of ailments. And she decided to start blessing her body. And it was getting better and better and better and better. And then one day she's in the garden and she rips off most of her thumbnail. And her thumb is an absolute mess. And she said, she, she put her other hand on it and said, may this hand be like Jesus' hand. So she puts it on it and she blesses her thumb. And uh, she felt prompted to thank, to thank the thumb for all the service it had given. You know, all the baking, all the charitable works. <laughs> she actually spoke to the thumb as though it was a living entity. And she blessed it. Within the two days, it was completely healed. The whole nail grown back, everything. Look, I could go on and on about that, but I, I'm going to finish at, um, in about 10 minutes, which means I'm going to have to go real fast. Um, no, I'm not going to finish in 10 minutes, but I'm going to, I want to bless you in 10 minutes, or in five minutes. Okay, so bless your wife, bless your husband, bless your marriage, I've got, bless your home. I've got these prayers to do that in here. And, um, but blessing your, 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 your spouse, 
because we curse our spouses so often. You never listen. Your memory is terrible. We, 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 we say these things, and, we, and yet, you know, we need, and we get what we, we, we call forth what we say. And we keep telling somebody that their memory is terrible, it will become terrible. And, um, well, you're hopeless at dot, dot, dot. So look for the gold, not the dirt. So I bless my wife. I say, I love you, Nicole. I love you, Nicole. You're special. I'm so glad that you're my wife and the mother of my children. I bless your gift of hospitality for making people feel at ease. Etc. Et I, you know, I bless it with health and strength and so on. Look, I tell you what, if you've got division in your home or quarreling in your home, then just cast out those spirits of, of contention and strife. If you've got ongoing poverty and financial struggle, then just get rid of that spirit of, 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 um, of poverty. Just get it out of there. Get it out of your home. So how to, bless your, how to bless your spouse, how to bless your marriage, how to bless your home, it's in here. And um, bless your children. I absolutely love blessing children. Jesus blessed children. And uh, in here, I've got a little, a little blessing that I did for a little granddaughter, or step-granddaughter, really, of mine. And uh, I won't go through it all. But I, there's this little, this little kid, you know. I think she was five years old or six years old at the time. She's a little French girl. And um, I sit down, so I'm the same level as her. She had asthma. And I said to her, Ashley, we're going to get rid of this thing. And... Um, so I told her what I was going to do, and I commanded the spirit of fear to come out of her. Then I commanded the spirit of asthma to come out. Then I commanded asthma to come out. Tried to hide in here. In 10 minutes, she's got, he had no more asthma. And two years later, she still has no more asthma. She's free of asthma. And the other day in the supermarket, she says to me, I've got this headache. Well, actually, let's just pray for that. And, and, and within a couple of minutes later, she says to me, oh, it's all gone. No headache, no headache. Naturally supernatural. Yeah. Anyway, look, I want to... Um, I've been talking about blessing children. Now, most of us, when we were children, we didn't get, we didn't get a blessing. We didn't get a father's blessing. And uh, I want to finish with this, with the father's blessing. I have done polls and things. I'm quite good at that. And... Um, <laughs> I've had practice anyway. And I've been at Promise Keepers meetings and other big meetings. And, and what I used to do is to say, if your father ever laid hands on you and blessed you, would you put your hand up? And there'd hardly be any hands going up. And I thought, oh, they're just being shy. So I changed the question around. If your father had never laid hands on you and blessed you, would you put your hand up? And this great forest of hands goes up. So I know that about 95% or maybe more of Christians, even, of Christians, have not had their father lay hands on them and bless them. In fact, if you were of my generation, well, you might have had your father lay hands on you, but it was not for blessing, okay? Um, so, but you see, it was God's plan that all of us be blessed through our fathers. In fact, I believe that there's a curse that's there. You know, it, uh, turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, or the, and the hearts of the children to the fathers, or, not, or if not, I will curse the land. Anyway, I just feel that something breaks when there's, when there's a, a blessing by the Father. And it's God's way of releasing blessing, of releasing joy and protection and, and all those good things. Reproductiveness even. And, and not only that, but you know, Jesus needed to hear his Father's 
say I love you. You know, I am amazed at how many people their fathers have never said I love you. It didn't happen to me. I don't remember my father ever telling me that, that he loved me. And there's been a lot of people who come up for prayer and different things, and this, this comes out. And um, so what I say to people is this. Would you let me be a gateway by which God can bless you? Like another elderly man with some gray hair. Just to act as a substitute, as a substitute gateway, if you like, so that you can receive the blessing. And even if you have already received one, I'm going to ask you to stand to receive a father's blessing, if you would like that. And one thing that I should have emphasized is that I'm going to speak a blessing over you but it is the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit that gives it life, that gives it power. Okay, so I'm just a vehicle, I'm just a, a mouth releasing, but it's the work of the Holy Spirit. Now, I believe that receiving should be intentional. You know, God responds to honour, humility, and hunger. So I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and to open up your hands. That's, that's just coming humbly before God. So come Holy Spirit, Lord this is your work, come Holy Spirit upon each man and woman standing, Lord. Come Holy Spirit like tongues of fire, because Holy Spirit is you that brings the Father's love. So come Holy Spirit. I love you, my child. You're special. You're a gift from God to me. And I'm privileged to be your dad. I love you. And I'm proud of you. I ask you to forgive me for the things that I've said and done that have hurt you. And for the things I didn't do and didn't say that have also hurt you. Please forgive me. And now I bless you. I bless you with the healing of all the wounds of your heart, the wound of rejection in all its forms, abandonment, betrayal, fear of rejection, self-rejection, the wound of the wound of abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse. You know, there are people here who've been sexually abused the wound of verbal abuse, shame, humiliation, disappointment. Jesus, I ask you to run your, to run your ointment, Lord, over every wound. And I believe the Spirit of God would say to some people here, it's not your fault. 
It's not your fault. I feel that so strongly. It's not your fault. And in the name of Jesus, I break the power of every word curse spoken over you. Every cruel and unjust word spoken over you, I break their power now in the name of Jesus. And I bless you with overflowing peace. Peace that comes from the Prince of Peace. Peace that passes all understanding. And I bless you to be fruitful, even in old age. Good fruit, abundant fruit, fruit that lasts. And I bless you to be successful in life. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. And I bless you with health and strength of body, soul and spirit. I bless you with spiritual influence. You are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Arise and shine. I bless you to see and to draw out and celebrate the golden people and not the dirt. If you're a man, I bless you to look at women with pure eyes. And if you're a woman, I bless you to look at men with pure eyes. I bless you to release God in the workplace, in the marketplace. Whether your workplace be in a, in a business of some kind or even in the home. And some of you need to hear this. An assignment in business is just as valuable in the kingdom of God as that of an evangelist. And an assignment to be a calling to be a stay-at-home mum and mother is just as valuable in the kingdom of God as a calling to be a missionary or an evangelist. And I bless you to release God in the workplace, not just with your testimony and your good character, but that you would be a gateway of God's creative, creative, creative ideas that you would release God in the marketplace, that your work would have a supernatural component to it, that it would have love and creativity and beauty attached to it because you're a Christian, because you bring the Holy Spirit into the workplace. And I release over you the same spirit of excellence that was in Daniel. I release it over you now in the name of Jesus. That you would grow in influence. See a man excellent in his work, he'll stand before kings. He won't stand before ordinary men. And I bless you with a depth of spiritual understanding and a closer walk with your Lord. You will not stumble nor falter. For the word of God is a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. I bless you with good friends. And I bless you with abounding love. Love that overflows 
and will be a source of, of, of comfort and healing and blessing to many others. I bless you to walk in spiritual authority, to release God's love and power in all the situations of your life and in the situations of those you meet. And now, on the count of three, and I know you haven't got much room, but I'd like you to take a little step forward and to step into the Father's love. I want you to step into a baptism of the Father's love. One. Two. Three. Step into the Father's love. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.